Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic, hope doing well, and today we are having episode 270 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast. It is also the One Man Low Council. Shout out to Toph Morris, who is a $5 backer of this podcast over on Anchor.fm, which reminds me, I have several episodes that I need to take care of. And I apologize for falling behind on those episodes. However, I have been able to catch up on a few movies over the past week or so. I already put out some mini short reviews of films like Blood Red Sky, which I actually enjoyed quite quite a fair amount. I finally watched Demolition Man for the first time. I was able to watch that film earlier today. Also, I just finished watching about half an hour ago the film Freaky which some people on the channel had recommended that I watch, and I honestly still don't know exactly how I feel about that film, but maybe we'll talk about that a little bit today. And today, I finally was able to go back to my local AMC and go to see the new Nicolas Cage film, Pig, which I'm, I'm very, very mixed on. I have a lot of thoughts about that movie. There's a lot of things that I like, and there's... One or two things that I absolutely hate. <laughs> but anyway, thank you all very much for being here today. Please make sure that you smash that like button if you're watching on YouTube. Light up the fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey. We are live also on Periscope. Technically, I still don't know exactly how it works. When I'm live on Twitter, it still says Periscope.tv, even though Periscope doesn't exist anymore. Somehow, some way though, I'm live there. And, of course, over on DLive as well. Let's say hello to some people. We got Alien Ogre. Hello, Alien Ogre. He says, boo. What are you booing, good sir? Are you booing Pig? Are you booing the box office, which is completely in shambles? Before the movie today, there was a trailer for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the, of the Ten Rings. I think is the full name of the film. And all I could think of is, man, this film is going to lose so much money. Not before, of course... Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise, everybody, is going to lose so, so much. $200 million film. It's projected, last I checked from Box Office Pro, domestically to make 20 to $40 million in its opening. <laughs> that's, just, that's just not good. Matthew Highland, hello to you. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here. Orange Chat Reviews is a member. Hail to you. He's like, I'm going to watch this on my 65-inch screen because I can. Dang, dude. It's pretty hardcore. Tina B, what's going on? Empress of the Universe. Thank you for being here. One of the best mods in the business. She is one of my Valks. ZK Man, what is going on? Thank you very much for being here. Also, yes, indeed, Tina is speaking truth. If you have a comment or question, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. At Odin, it'll let me know you're trying to get my attention. The only exception to that rule is if you are a member on YouTube as that is one of the perks of the membership. Uh, but also, Tina mentions the Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer. I have not seen the new trailer. I've heard great things about it from a lot of people, and I'm going to do a dedicated reaction video either today or tomorrow, probably tomorrow morning, and it'll be for my uh, Patreon subscribe star locals peeps at the Keeper of the Bifrost level and above. There's also currently a four-minute uh, instant reaction review for Pig on there as well. I think I'm going to start to try and... Do some more stuff over there for my Keeper of the Bifrost peeps. Andrew Hoyle, what's going on? Good sir. Thank you for being here. And you say you're not going to mention it, and yet and yet you do. You mention it. How dare you? 
Do, do I need to declare you excommunicado? Do, do I need to declare the anathema? I sure hope not. I sure hope not. Bruce, what's going on? Welcome back. Thank you very much for being here today. Golden Ration in the chat as well. Hail to you. Thank you for being here today. Uh, Sora Poopus Cuber says, Hello, humans and other quitters. What's going on, Snorta Poopus? So very glad to have you here, good sir. Appreciate it. Rosie G12, hail to you, Rosie G12. Now that you're in the chat, can you confirm for me that you are indeed the one who, who sent me Tequila Sunrise? I'm pretty sure you are, but my brain doesn't always work. And I shouted you out last time, but I wasn't entirely sure. So, <laughs> thank you. Uh, if, if it is indeed you, which I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, Otto Rocks is watching on DLive. Unfortunately, I cannot light up any of the comments that have gifts in them, unfortunately. Sad to hear that. Uh, Orange Eye Reviews, you and your family are in my prayers. Good sir, I just saw that in the chat. We'll be praying for your uncle and for your family. Uh, Slice of Neon's in the chat. What's going on? Mark Lisseth in the chat. How's it going? Welcome back. Biver to Hobbit. What's going on? Good sir. Says, Pig completely caught me off guard. Slow but powerful. Yeah, I think that from a story perspective, I like Pig a lot. It is a very interesting story. Very compelling. Very well written. I would say that most people, if I had to guess, would probably find it relatively boring. It's, it's definitely a slow burn of a movie. It's definitely an indie film. By, you know, it, it's it's also not a film that you would watch for a crazy performance from Nicolas Cage. I, I think Nicolas Cage gives a really great performance, but it's not the typical, like, crazy over-the-top Wicker Man type performance that people can at least laugh at. It's actually a very toned-down and serious performance that is actually really good. But yeah, writing and acting are by far the strongest elements of the movie Pig. The biggest issue for me, personally, since you since you brought up Pig... I'll talk about this a little bit then. My biggest issues that I had with the movie were the cinematography and the lighting. And I feel like those really just go hand in hand together because typically the cinematographer is going to have a pretty big role to play in how every scene is lit because it's the image that he has in his mind that he's trying to capture. And in this film, it's constant shaky cam. And I had a very similar complaint for Black Widow. The difference with this one is that the shaky cam was almost out of control. Because there were scenes in the film where there was a stable camera, so it wasn't like it was a artistic choice to do it for the entirety of the movie, or that it was shaky at certain times to convey emotion. It was just shaky for the sake of being shaky. And it was so distracting, and it wasn't headache-inducing like Black Widow was, because Black Widow had a lot of you know CGI, digital noise on screen, in addition to everything else with also the crazy cuts and edits, which was, again, so, so headache-inducing, that movie. But Pig, at the very least, has a good story and has a lot of other good things going on for it. But the other issue that's happening with the movie is that it's so hard to see anything because it's so poorly lit, especially at the nighttime scenes. And so there's some sequences where it's a shot of Nicolas Cage acting, and it's like, I kind of want to see this performance, and it's really hard to because of the way that the scene is lit. So... That really has an impact. And you all know that cinematography is a very important quality of a film for me. If you don't have good cinematography or at the very least passable cinematography, it's very hard for me to really back the film altogether. So, you know, my initial grading, I think, is somewhere in the B minus range. And that's because the, the cinematography is just that bad. It's that distracting. And it takes away, sadly, from a lot of really important scenes. It, it takes away a lot from 
some very powerful acting moments from Nicolas Cage and some of the other actors in the film. Because as I said, the story is actually very compelling. It's very emotional. It's very strong in, in that in that capacity. And so it's always sad when that kind of work gets muddied and gets kind of just cut down, cut at the knees, as it were, by one of the elements of the film, in this case, cinematography and lighting. But overall, I think that if you're going in for the performance, for the story, I think Pig is a good time. I think that Pig is a well-done story, if you don't mind slow burns. But I would say be aware of the slowness and also be aware the story is odd. And most especially, the way the film is shot is just not good. Alex McCarthy, who's a member, what's going on? Alex, how's it going? He says, howdy, Odin, how's it going? How's Thor? I'm in the middle of pepperoni stuffed crust de giorno. Yeah, bro. Yeah, man. There we go. Gonna put that pepperoni down. Yes. Always good to have that pepperoni. Hopefully you put some extra pepperonis on as well. Extra pepperonis always need to be added to pizza. Always. Every single time. Baby Thor is doing just fine. Thank you for asking. Appreciate it. Uh, Fear of FEMA, welcome back to the chat. Son Goku, welcome back to the chat. Glad to see you here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanatos Felicitas, no, it was not me. It was not me. It was the one-armed man. It was OBS. And it's been doing it every single time, and I still have no idea why it's doing that. There has to be some... Because there was a time when I was like downloading certain uh, extensions, not extensions, but basically different things in OBS that, that can help do different things with OBS. So I'm wondering if one of the things that I downloaded potentially has that issue because there's no other part of the stream where that happens. Like I'm looking at it right now and, and for some reason it's only when I switch over to the scene. And that's why I even paused for a second thinking, okay, maybe it just needs to wait a minute. But it was almost like it's it's waiting for you just to yeah, plug in someone mentioned. Yeah, that's exactly what I was trying to say. Plugins. Thank you, Gonzalo. I appreciate that. And I'll get to your chat where I am in the chat very soon, hopefully. As you all know, I'm always behind the chat. It's 7 p.m. in the chat. It's 7.10 in real life. I'm already 10 minutes behind. That That's just how it goes sometimes. Uh, Andrew Hoyle says, well, my earballs are fried. And I apologize. I, I did try. I tried my best, but it wasn't enough. Mark Lizette says, I saw old having the premise out there doesn't spoil the journey to uncover the mystery of why it happens. Yeah, me and John Flickinger had a really good discussion about old on his podcast on Patreon. And one of the things that came up was how I was very upset of what seemed to be a lot or most of the plot being leaked in the very trailer that they released for the movie. And he made it very clear and kind of made me a little bit more, I guess, wanting to see the film because he says, in the end, even when you know that stuff going in, it does not destroy the ride that you go on. It does not destroy the the emotional journey. And it also has no impact really on the spoilers or the, the twist that happened in the film. By the way, I have not seen that movie yet and I really do want to. So if we can please keep any spoilers for that film out of the chat, I would greatly appreciate that. Thank you for the 50 people who are watching tonight. Smash that like button, please. Share this video as well, if you want to, of course. Uh, we're also live over on Odyssey. Thank you for the couple people that have pushed the flame button, lit up the flame button over there. Appreciate it. Remember, if at any time you are on any platform, you have a comment or question, at Odin, at the very beginning of your comment. Eric Zod, welcome to the chat. 
Gmonkey76, welcome to the chat. Hunky Chunky Funky Monkey, continuing to troll me. Thank you for being here. Tom Fox, what's going on, good sir? Thank you for being here. One of the members on the channel, Thirsteenth Warrior, says, Why is Odin yelling at us tonight? Better provide context for your chats, or you will face the wrath of Odin. Yeah, seriously. And that's why I wanted to explain the situation, how it was not me. It was not me trying to blow anyone's eardrums out. It, it was just... It was just OBS messing up for some reason, and I don't quite understand why. Beaver to Hobbit, tagged to say, Freaky was too progressive for me. And that's just the thing. There's moments in the film that seem incredibly progressive, but then it's almost like they're making fun of it because it's being so on the nose. Like in the very opening moments of the movie, a, a character says, you know, oh, you know, I, you know, I don't need this from a straight white male. And it's like, to me, it felt almost like in a mocking way because not two seconds later she gets killed. So it's like, I mean, I, I don't know exactly how to feel about it because there's other things in the film that do seem to be a bit more on the progressive political identity politics side. But again, there's other moments where they kind of make fun of it and throw it in your face in a mocking or what seems to be a mocking tone. So yeah, it's so hard to hear. It's, it's so it's so hard to read the film rather. Um, and that's why I don't know how to feel about it yet. Talking about Freaky. Uh, Kara Tharp, welcome to the chat. Thank you for being here again. Greta Zenner, what's going on, Greta? Thank you for being here. Thank you for stopping by. I appreciate it. By the way, I am taking a very big interest looking further into the SSPX. I'll save... Other conversations about that for the Thursday OMB report stream. But hey, just thought you should know. Just thought you should know. Not another dime. Thank you very much for the $25. Super chat says just because. Well, hey, not another dime. Thank you. I really do appreciate that donation. And you're just so nice. You're like, hey, just because. Just because. Why not? Well, thank you. Not another dime. I appreciate your love and your support, good sir. Thank you again. You're awesome. Uh, let's see. Slicer Neons tagged to say, well, that, oh, that is your problem right there, mate. One dies not watch, one does not watch audio, one listens to it. Ah, yes. Of course, of course. Evan S., what's going on? Welcome back. Glad to have you here. Golden Ration says, pig is delicious. I would agree. Bacon is quite delightful. Pork chops as well are also quite good. So yeah, I would absolutely agree with you. Marmot Dog, what's going on? Thank you very much for tagging me. I appreciate it. It says, it seems like all box office numbers are highly manipulated. What is the point of box office numbers if they are liars? It's a great question, Marmot Dog. And it really comes down to needing to have numbers that are out in an official capacity and verified or at the very least covered by third-party outlets. And that's why when Disney comes out of the blue to say, hey, we made $60 million opening weekend for Black Widow on Disney+, Plus," it's hard for me to buy that number because, one, there's no track record of them reporting those numbers, so there's no paper trail, there's, there's no history that we can look back to to see, hey, were they always being truthful? Were they being consistent? Did they ever have to adjust their numbers? Because even if you own the service, there's probably going to be some 
you know, people not knowing completely exactly what those numbers are going to be until you're able to actually process that that data. And even if you're a giant company and corporation like Disney, it, it still might take a while to read the data completely. Uh, that's a big reason why you look to the box office numbers that are reported, right? They always get readjusted. There's always an adjustment that happens on Monday at the latest Tuesday because the numbers are given as a projection of what, based on the numbers and based on the trends the movie is seeming to do, and sometimes it's right around that number. Sometimes it makes a little bit more. Sometimes it makes a little bit less. And that's why Monday there's usually that correction. And sometimes there's an overcorrection or an undercorrection. And normally if there's a studio or a, a site that is overcorrecting more often than not, then you can start to look at that and say, okay, maybe I don't rely on this one as much. So, yeah, I mean, and then the whole China problem, too, is, is one that I still don't know. There's no way to solve that issue. Until China stops being a communist country, it's like... Okay, we're just going to assume that you're telling us the truth, but you're a bunch of commies taking 75% of the revenue from any any foreign entity that wants to show their movie there, which still does make, it doesn't really make any sense to me at all. You look to a film, for instance, like, and I mentioned this before, but a film like Fast 9, $215 million. That sounds like a lot. That movie made $215 million in China. Do you know how much money the studio actually gets? 50 million, which again seems like a decent amount of change, but compared to 215 million, that ain't nothing. Alice McCarthy, tag to say, Shang-Chi and the legend of I don't care exactly. It's it's gonna be one of the most bland movies to come out, I think. I, I think that if any film was going to flop, whether it was specifically whether it was going to be Shang-Chi or The Eternals, I would say Shang-Chi actually has a better chance of flopping, if I had to guess, for a couple of reasons. One, Eternals has a little bit longer of a window for theaters to get back open, etc. That being said, though, it could also be the opposite, because now you have the CDC coming out, putting new recommendations out there. I don't know what's going to happen for my school year, because we've already kind of indicated that the plan was to... If you want to wear a mask, you can wear a mask, but it's going to be optional. But now the CDC has these new guidelines about how if you're inside, even if you're vaccinated, no, we recommend that you still wear a mask. And what bothers me the most about all of that stuff is, too, is that they're recommendations. They're not edicts. They're not mandates. And yet so many companies and so many schools are going to take that recommendation and say, well, the CDC, it's like, no, it's a recommendation. And if we look to the history of the recommendations, especially when it comes to this COVID nonsense, it's all over the place. It changes every five seconds, it seems like. It's not consistent by any means. It's not consistent by any means. Oh, man. But anyway, I think that is relevant to what I was saying before, though, because if that then impacts giant theater chains like AMC or Regal, which I think they actually might resist it a lot more, then again, will the state allow them to? Certain states might, like Florida or Texas. Other states like California and New York, probably not as much. Probably going to put some more restrictions and capacity restrictions and stuff. So if that is happening and that starts to build up, you could see the Eternals either get pushed back or face severe consequences. And the only reason why I would say that Eternals, if those things don't happen, would do better is, as I said, being out a little bit longer if theaters continue to reopen in the way that they are and more and more people start to go to theaters again. It's just kind of that natural progression. But then also, too, even though I don't care about the people in the film, some people are going to look at the cast and say, oh, 
I don't know anything about this movie, but I know some of those cast people. Let me go check it out. Normies would do that. So, we could see it. Uh, Jam Cruz, what's going on, good sir? He tagged to say, hail, good sir. Just had electricity after three days, and we're having six days of storms. Hope baby Thor and the family's doing great. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Hope everything is going fine, other than the uh, electricity issue. Commenting is dangerous. What's going on? Thanks for being here. Hunga Chunga Funky Monkey. What's going on? Says, does pineapple belong on Tomorrow War? Yes, because it is anathema. At least according to my shirt on Teespring. Pineapple on pizza is anathema. I would argue that as far as films coming out this year, I would definitely put that movie, The Tomorrow War, on the anathema list. So yeah, why not? Nathan Slay says, okay, so why is Pig in the topic for tonight? It's the movie. It's a movie called Pig, starring Nicolas Cage. It's not just about pigs. No problem, Orange Chat. Got your back, brother. Rome is falling. What's going on? Says, great Demolition Man review today. Thank you, dude. I appreciate that. Yeah, Demolition Man was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And also, I saw a lot of comments saying this, too. It is kind of creepy when you look to what Demolition Man was thinking of what the future would look like and then looking at today and saying, ah, uh, how how far away are we really from that reality? Especially with the last year and a half under our belts. I mean, with the year and a half under our belts of all the new restrictions and, you know, nanny state coming in, it's it's like, okay, yeah, maybe we're not too far away from getting a ticket because <laughs> they're listening to us at all times. Could you imagine if you were to get in the mail a, a ticket or a citation because the FBI was listening to you and they know that you did something that was illegal. You might laugh at that. Um, but if they're talking about vaccine passports, Keely Chow, what's going on? Thanks for being here. Rosie to 12, who is a member time to say, I did send you to sunrise. Boom. Awesome. Uh, because I wanted to send the fabulous Baker boys, but Amazon wanted $139 for it. So send another Michelle Pfeiffer movie with Mel Gibson and Kurt Russell. Okay, cool. That's what I thought. I thought I remember you saying that, but I wasn't entirely sure, but thank you again for sending that film. Can't wait to watch it. Gonzalo Bergali, now I can officially say hello to you, good sir. Hello, hello. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Crisco, what's going on? He says, you always talk about how people are willing to defend mediocre films because they aren't as woke as others. Can you think of any movies that you consider well-made or good that are also woke? Yeah. Um, Black Klansman. Black Klansman. I loved 95... 99% of that movie, 99% of that film was fantastic, well-made, well-written, and a lot of fun. And then the last few minutes of the movie, Spike Lee decides to put in a bunch of real-world footage trying to make the connection with basically the the clan that's, you know, dealt with in the movie being similar to modern-day conservative right-wing Trump-loving people. He basically tried to turn it into a, hey, now you can see how they're not all that different from Trump. They're not all that different. Orange man, bat. And it it destroys the entire narrative of the film because you realize he did everything prior to that moment to build up to those last few minutes. It's amazing how a few minutes of a movie can actually destroy the entire narrative of the film. Because if that three minutes or so was cut off, it would actually be a pretty good, well-contained movie. But because those three minutes are there and because they were intended to be there, 
you start to realize, okay, everything he just did was to try to make a political point, and that just destroys everything. So yeah, that would be an example of one that I thought was actually a very well-done, well-made film, and then he, he kills it. He destroys the narrative and destroys everything with that film in the last few minutes. Solus asks, and time to say, hello, Odin in chat. Uh, how about that Ghostbusters trailer? I have not seen it yet. So, uh, again, I plan on doing a reaction video for my Keeper of the Bifrost level peeps across all the different platforms. Biver to Hobbit, tag to say, Pig's final boss takedown scene is top 10 all time best final boss scene in movie history. What? What? I'm very confused by that. Uh, Nathan Slay says, here's a good question. What movie do you think has the greatest cinematography for me? I don't even know. Oh, best cinematography. Ooh, that is a tough one. I'm trying to think. I'm looking over at my Blu-ray collection to think, is there one that kind of sticks out? Um, Off the top of my head, I cannot think of one. There's usually films that I talk about where I'm like, oh, the cinematography is gorgeous. I can't think of one off the top of my head, though. I wasn't ready to talk about that topic tonight. Uh, Rosie 12 says, agreed on cinematography. Goat, uh, goat, dry... Geode's, Game of Thrones drove me crazy with the dark scenes. Okay, yeah, absolutely. At first, I was like, "Goat, oh, Game of Thrones." Yes, we don't talk. Shh, we don't talk about that anymore. We don't talk about that series. It doesn't exist. Um, but no, yeah, especially the the final seasons for sure. Uh, the other seasons, I think, actually did a relatively good job of conveying darkness when it did, which wasn't as often. I feel. Comedy is dangerous. I've noticed when people have poor depth perception, real bad shaky cam can make them nauseous. No, yeah, absolutely it can. No doubt about it. And that's why for me, it's not the shaky cam necessarily. You know, the reason why I was getting a headache for Black Widow was because it was shaky cam and there was like a thousand cuts of editing and it just was digital garbage and noise. Here in the Steadfast, welcome to the chat. I'm at 709 in the chat if anyone's wondering where I am. 709 in the chat. Uh, where I am. Andrew Hayes says, any idea when this woke stuff is going to come to an end in normal society? Unfortunately, it's, I don't think it's ever going to come to an end, to be perfectly honest. I think the only solution or the only end result that I can personally see happening is that there's going to be some type of split. There's going to be some type of division. There's already this underlining division amongst people, but I think there's going to be a much more official capacity division that happens. I don't know how it's going to manifest. I don't know what it's going to look like. But to me, that's the only way that it can really work because when you look at how the woke ideology is entrenched in the education system and now you have a bunch of people who are homeschooling their kids, which I think is a very good idea at this point, you start to realize that now you have two different worlds, two different entire worldviews being formed. Anyway, uh, Kek44, thank you for being in the chat. Appreciate it. Um, Alex McCarthy tagged to say, uh, is pig the sequel to babe pig in the city? No, it is not. <laughs> thank, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Uh, keg 44. This is the only channel I get a warning for when I type into the chat. People might see that I subscribe. What? That doesn't make any sense. Keg 44. I don't know why you keep having that issue. As I said, the only thing I have set on, I think I've mentioned this before to you is that you have to be a subscriber for, I think, five minutes in order to chat just to stop bots. But that doesn't make any sense, because if you're still subscribed, there's no reason for that to be an issue every single time. And it warns you about chatting? I would I would love to see if you can, like, take a screenshot of it 
and then like send it to me either at my email address or something. I would love to see what you're seeing. That way I can try and f- figure out what's going on. Laura Story, what's going on? One of the mods on the channel. The modern major general of the channel, in fact. Thank you for being here. Uh, Brett Truby, what's going on? Yeah, I would say it was YouTube, but I know it's not because I could actually see it in my OBS. So I know that it was actually OBS. Uh, Cody Guy, what's going on? Uh, Slash Neon says, I quite enjoyed <laughs> N. Day Mashilans, that's one way to say it, film Young, a fan of his style of never having plot twist. Oh man, that, that sentence is just filled with so many contradictions, it's insane. Uh, not another dime, thank you again for that super chat. Punk Waddle, what's going on, dude? Thanks for being a member. Welcome back. Stay York in the chat, what's up? Rosie G12, who's a member, says, Seems like much of the information in general we get from official sources is high, is highly these days, highly doubtful these days. It, it depends. It really depends. Because if I look to Deadline, for instance, and I get the raw numbers from them, like what's being reported, those you can pretty much trust. Uh, but when you start to get into the commentary, that's when they have their biases show. And so the only time that that ever can really ever be called into question is if one site is reporting one thing while other sites are reporting something else. And it is a tough game. You know, we do have to take them at their word. But the reason why we can trust these numbers is because they're publicly posted, they're publicly available. And at the end of the year, when they're having to report their earnings and stuff, there's plenty of information. So the, the chance of them reporting false information, at least domestically, is very unlikely. The only reason why I question something like the Disney Plus number is because it, it really wasn't posted in any official capacity that I can remember. I don't think it was a, an official press release or anything. It was just sources from Disney or some random people from Disney saying, oh yeah, this is how well our, our movie did. And again, it was the first time that they had ever really done that before. And remember that I I imagine if there was an official statement that the wording of it could easily be construed to say, well, this was the hypothetical or this this was the projected amount, but it wasn't the official amount. You see what I mean by that? But when it comes to the actual numbers that are covered by others, I think that is probably um, I, I don't see how that wouldn't be able to be trusted personally. Matthew Highland, my mom is making me a milkshake and safe to say no gunpowder will be in it. Hey, that's a good thing. Hey, and also, if you were in a different part of the world, gunpowder milkshake would have been called blood or bloody milkshake. Hmm. Uh, they say, so you watched old. If so, did you do it? I did not watch old. Uh, John Flickinger has watched it, and he was explaining it to me on his podcast, on his Patreon channel. And then on uh, my podcast, on my, on my Patreon, Subscribestar, and also now Locals as well, uh, the show that we did for 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 y'all, uh, for any followers of mine at the Keep of the Bifrost level and above, we talked about other films instead because obviously I hadn't seen it and it was not really something to bring up in that show. But I do plan on watching it at some point this week. Uh, lower story, tied to say we got a great candidate for best one lighter in Pig with uh, F Seattle. Oh yeah, that's a great shout, Laura. Yes. There's a couple other pretty fun lines in that movie. Uh, Evan S. says, I'm sending Gary of the House of Nerdrotic a package. Should I wait until he makes his great escape from the prison state that is California or now? Uh, I don't know how close he is to making the move. So that that's going to be your call. But I, I would say that it, if you couldn't send something to him 
he would let you know not to send stuff. Like, I think he would tell people, don't send anything to the P.O. box because it's not going to be there. I, I, I would say don't worry about it. I mean, especially if you, if the package you're going to send is from the United States, it's going to take, what, at most a couple weeks to get to them? So I, I think that you probably are pretty safe, if I had to guess. But I would say probably better to try and contact him. I am not a messenger. Zara Mizikowski says, I'm feeling that another lockdown is coming. That could be bad news for movie theaters. I am too. The question is, which states are actually going to follow through with it this time? Because I would not be surprised if states like Texas and Florida and others are like, yeah, we're not doing that this time. Nope, not going to happen. And then other states that might have more tyrannical governors, they might have their state legislatures actually grow a backbone to say, no, we're taking away your power. You don't have it anymore. Apparently, that's what happened. I saw a story earlier about uh, finally Gretchen Whitmer's powers are being stripped from her. And so that, I think, will be a lot more prominent and something that will happen a lot more. Also, with the CDC saying, yeah, if you're going to school, all children, we recommend all children, whether they're vaccinated or not, be masked. Teachers, too. I think there's going to be some schools that are like, no, we're not doing that this time. We're going to be careful. We're going to monitor stuff, but we're not going to go full bore until we feel it's absolutely necessary. And I think that's I think that's what's going to happen. Mr. Roy, welcome back. Glad to have you here. Uh, Thursday the Warrior says, hey, YouTube, Odin was just being hyperbolic when he talked about COVID nonsense. Nothing to see here. Move on. Well, also, I'm not a doctor. I need to make that very clear. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical expert. Talk to your own doctor about your medical decisions. But yes, I did say nonsense. Rusty Shackafer, what's going on? Thank you for being back in the chat. Thanatos Felicitas, what's going on? Tag to say, that makes me want some bacon. Mmm. Bacon is delicious. Bacon is quite, quite delicious. Lolly at River, what's going on? Says, so it, it is not all about pigs? And here I had my hopes up about it being about myself. There is a pig in the movie, and the pig is quite adorable. It might be worth it just for that alone if you like pigs. Hunger Junkie Funky Monkey says, Pig talk. Are we talking and planning a luau? Um, maybe. Fun fun fact, I actually did a... Uh, I did a trip to Mexico when I was in high school. It was a service project trip. And one of the things that we did was we bought a local pig. One of the persons in our group killed the pig, which I couldn't be present for. I love animals too much. I don't mind eating meat. I love eating meat. I don't want to have any part of the killing process whatsoever. I love animals too much to be a part of that. Um, and then we ended up having some pulled pork later, and it was delicious. Anyway, just another red shirt. What's going on? Welcome back to the chat. Thank you for being here. River the Hobbit says, check out this quote from Demolition Man. We're police officers. We're not trained to handle this kind of violence. I know. Everything happening in Demolition Man with the future cops and them trying to use like sensitivity training to win and it clearly not working. Uh, it was pretty great. There's some interesting commentary there. Orange Hour Views, if you really think about it, Odin, Demolition Man is basically happening in California. Won't say any more than that, as this is an open forum, cough socialism. Yeah, absolutely. Super Anime Gamer, hey, what's up, my dude? Forgot it was Tuesday. No problem at all, man. Thanks for being here. Commenting is dangerous, says, Ah, Demolition Man was awesome. Back when a black guy could play a villain, Wesley Snipes stole the show, in my opinion. Dude, he was so good. He was so good in that film. Absolutely. He was so freaking good in that movie. It was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, both him and Sylvester Stallone just played off each other so well. Here in the Steadfast, thank you for the five Canadian pesos, good sir. I appreciate the super chat. He says, don't want to get too political, 
But here in Canada, there are businesses already denying people without both vaccinations. God, and it's not just in Canada. I, I know for a fact there's places here in the States that are doing the same thing, which is just insane. It really is just insane. And and the fact that now it's so it's so interesting how they're like, you got to get the vaccine. It's going to stop you from getting covid. And then in the same breath, we'll say, but you still got to wear a mask indoors. What? Which is it? Is it effective or is it not? And if it's not, can we have a much broader conversation about what the hell's going on? You, you can't have it both ways, Dr. Fauci. Who, by the way, when I say get medical advice, don't get your medical advice from Dr. Fauci. It's going to put that out there right now. Don't don't get it from someone who's been a proven liar. Uh, J.M. Cruz says, There's a session over at Mead yesterday where script doctor educated Andy Signore on what woke means in the Master of the Universe series. Really fun to watch as it showed how little Andy knew about the topic. I didn't even know that Andy was on Midnight's Edge after dark yesterday. Sounds like an interesting discussion. Thanatos Felicitas. Tag to say, Best cinematography is Lawrence of Arabia. I've actually never seen all right, I'm about to trigger Laura and I mean, <laughs> I'm about to trigger Tina and Rosie, probably Laura too. But you know, I'm about to trigger a lot of people. I've never seen Lawrence of Arabia. I have it. I own it. It's always been on my to-do list. But because it's so long, I've always wanted to be able to dedicate the proper time to fully appreciate the movie, and have not yet found that time. Juan Bizzle, what's going on? Welcome back to the chat. Uh, remember, if you have a comment or question, just put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment, or if you're a member on the channel, then you're good. Woke will end when normal people stand up and say enough. That means fighting back locally at your jobs and school board meetings, writing your representatives, etc. But as I said, Thursday's Warrior, that's only going to go so far. It's become so ingrained and so entrenched at this point that I, I don't think it's ever going to stop completely. And that's why, as I said, I think the only thing that logically, to me, makes any sense is that you're going to find groups of people separating from each other. Chicago Box, welcome to the chat, good sir. We'll get to your super chat when it comes up in the chat over here. Tina B says, Stephanie's on the way. She had a late appointment with a client. No problem at all. No problem at all. Stephanie B, take your time if you're listening. No need to rush. We're all good here. Bruce, tag to say, when first post in the chat, and again, if I close out the feed and come back, is when you send a message, people will be able to see that you subscribe to the channel. What? They're like, hey, be warned. Actually, so it's weird that it says that, but it does make sense now that I'm now that I understand how it's worded. Basically, it's because of the fact that I have subscribers only chat on. It's just saying that it's going to let people know that you're subscribed, which I know sounds odd, but I guess when you think about how there are some channels on YouTube where maybe you don't want your public pro- like let's say like you had like your full name profile and maybe you didn't want people knowing that you were subscribed or something. But even then, it's like, it's a bit odd because pe- someone could easily just say, yeah, I subscribed just so that I could chat. That's weird. That's very bizarre. It's very weird. Uh, let's see. Bruce says, maybe that's the warning he means. That that sounds like something that, it, it does sound like that is the case. 70B, what's going on? Thanks for being here. Laura Story says Close Encounters had good cinematography. I actually was not the biggest fan of Close Encounters. It wasn't that I didn't it wasn't that it was a bad movie. It was that subjectively I I didn't find a lot of enjoyment in it. 
I guess because I thought it was going to be a lot different and it didn't live up to expectations. I would probably say that that probably is more so the reason why than anything else. I don't really remember the cinematography much from that. Comics Andrew says, oh, I almost forgot to mention uh, your crotch cam on Friday Night Tights had me laugh. <laughs> no. So I had my camera ready and I was just holding it. And then I, I had moved it to the chat or rather I had moved it to the pizza, but the software glitched. And so it was frozen where the camera had been. And yeah, when I saw that it frozen too, I was like, oh, no, not again. <sighs> so bad. Uh, Hardwick says Shamook, the deep faker who are who had who made an improvement on Luke Skywalker scene in Mandalorian, was hired by ILM and Lucasfilm a few months ago. His job title is senior facial capture artist. That has me concerned. Why would they need a senior facial capture artist unless they are planning to do a lot more of that in the future, which I don't want. I don't want them doing that. Because if it's still gonna I mean, because the deepfake is better, but it's still a CGI character, and I don't want what is supposed to be a physical person being a CGI character. Evan S. says, The other day I found an old 1960s Italian film that I watched on Netflix back in the good old days on YouTube. It's called Amazons of Rome. It's dubbed but a good sword and sandal film. Interesting. I never heard of that. Haven't heard of that one. Uh, Super Anime Gamer says, yeah, I'm seeing the same thing as Kek44. It's the same style of message that pops up with all new features. Hopefully it goes away soon. Ah, okay. Yeah. But again, that's just so weird that they would warn you about, hey, people are going to see that you're subscribed to the channel. It's like, they're already going to see when you chat. There's there's no anonymous feature when you're chatting. So why would you... That's so silly. Anyway, Chicago Box, thank you for the $2 Sessa Super Chat says, watched Master of the Universe, the movie last night, 80s gay plus. <laughs> yes, as we said on Friday Night Tights, 80s gay, the good gay, <laughs> the good kind of gay. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, man. Yeah, as I said, I've never seen any of that stuff, so that's interesting. Uh, Rob D says, hey, Odin, you like Rice Krispie Treats. I have food, drink, snacks while I watch your streams, so it always tempts me to always ask you about food. Hey. Uh, I'm glad that you're able to enjoy some some delicious food items and beverages. I know that uh, Tina likes to sip some wine sometimes or other alcoholic beverages. I myself am, am straight edge, so I don't partake of those. But hey, if it makes you happy and you're in control, it's okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. Hardwick tagged to say... I've seen the future. You know what it is. It's a 47-year-old virgin sitting around his beige pajamas drinking a banana broccoli shake singing, I'm an Oscar Mayer wiener. Um, context? Context, please? I need I need context. Jam Cruz says, I thought we'll hear that'll do, pig, in the movie Pig. Yeah, I could see why one would think that. I think that any film featuring a pig has now been tainted forever because of Babe. But... <laughs> Not, not really, not really how it goes with this film, unfortunately. Pongwala says, "I like to eat pig. I'm eating garlic pork right now." Well, that just sounds delightful. That sounds delicious. Uh, Mister Jazz Fusion, welcome. Uh, Ms. Andrew Hoyle is a member. Says, "Meat is murder. Tasty, tasty murder." Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, Super Anime Gamer tag to say, "Yeah, I'm fearing another lockdown too." 
from a deep blue state that was wearing mask and distancing until June. My governor is up for re-election in November, and I really think he's going to win. Yeah, and that's the sad thing about a lot of these states is that even if you and a strong contingency of people want to rise up, there are too many people in these major cities, in these major urban centers who, for some reason, just don't get it. They, they vote for the same thing over and over and over again. It's like the city of New Orleans, you know, where I, where I was born and raised. The mayors, almost every mayor for the last 40 or 50 years has been either investigated or actually indicted and put into prison for corruption. But they keep on picking the same types of people. The current mayor of New Orleans was a woman who, during the campaign, they uncovered the fact that she was corrupt, that she had used campaign funds to pay for personal stuff. But they voted for her anyway. So it's just a, it's just a, a very unfortunate cycle. And that's why if anyone's ever going to want to change, especially local politics like that, you're going to have to get more involved. Mr. Grant Gregory, Demolition Man mixed in with Idiocracy is a movie about current times. Yeah, I never saw it. Idiocracy. Uh, Crisco says, what is your favorite calendar month for movie releases? Ooh, I typically actually like December. December is when a lot of really good films typically come out. Uh, lately, it's also when some bigger, uh, like bigger spectacle films come out too. And sometimes, sometimes they can be pretty good. Other times, not so much, especially with the, <laughs> especially with modern Disney Star Wars, not, not nearly as, as good as maybe in previous times. So I would say that October's a fun month, though I'm not a horror fan, so typically I don't go to see those, though. I will say this much. I feel like I've become a lot more of a horror fan recently. I, I watched the entire Resident Evil franchise. I watched uh, Blood Red Sky recently, which has horror elements to it. I'm interested in watching a couple of others. So really, it just comes down to films that deal with the paranormal that I don't have just no interest in and for a lot of different reasons why. So maybe October is a month where I might actually start to be able to watch some stuff as long as it doesn't fall into that kind of uh, creepy exorcist vibe, demonic stuff. I, I don't do that. I don't do that nonsense. I don't do that nonsense. Not my cup of tea. So it's a fun month. And then the summer months are fun too. But I'd probably, if I had to go gut, uh, I'd go December. I don't think I could eat an animal I knew, says Rosie to 12 Hopefully I'll never have to find out as the U.S. descends into communism. Yeah, I, I hope not either. Yeah, there's a totally, uh, there's a good chance that at some point, somewhere, you might have to start making your own food in a very real way. Nathan Slay, while Shyamalan is kind kind in discussion tonight, I will go back to cinematography and say that Unbreakable is absolutely gorgeous cinematography. Oh, it's very well shot. Definitely, definitely well shot film. I can agree with that statement. See, Hardwick says, I figured out how the three seashells in Demolition Man work. They are decorative knobs. Shell 1 controls the strength of the bidet. Shell 2 controls temperature. And shell 3 controls an air dryer. You see, if that was the, if that was how it worked, I think that they would have figured it out. I, I think that Stallone's character would have figured it out because I have a feeling he would have been testing things out, like trying to push or pull or anything. So that would make a lot of sense. But I think the point is, is that it's meant to be a complete mystery. And that it's not supposed to be something that you can clearly figure out. You know? Like, it makes complete sense. Like, I think that that totally works from a logical way. And I think that makes a lot of sense. But I want to say that the person who wrote the script, I would not be surprised 
if they were like, no, I just thought it'd be funny to have these three seashells and him never know exactly what's going on with it. I don't know. Like, it's, it's something that's supposed to be a mystery. Uh, Evan S., I got to slaughter a lamb. It was my graduation present from high school. It's the only way to guarantee fresh lamb. Dang, dude. See, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. Uh, Rob D., I think the only future worse than Demolition Man is the time machine. The people in that movie just allow themselves to be eaten by genocidal monsters. Dude, the future in Time Machine is just so creepy because you got those underground creatures who have developed over time, evolved over time, to be earth-dwelling creatures. And, uh, yeah. And, and then everyone who lives on the surface is living like, it's like a third world nation. So, yeah. It's a very, very scary. Laura says, not triggered. I haven't seen it either. Should we make a club? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> the I Haven't Seen It Club featuring Laura and Odin. <laughs> yes, I figured Rosie would be a little triggered by that. Story of Cuber. Yes, never seen Lords of Arabia. Bear trigger alert. Yes. Good, good. Let your anger roll through you. Kara Tharp. I have never seen Lawrence of Arabia either. Hey, look. Looks like there is a big club growing every single day of people who haven't seen it. Hardwick says, so far, what's your favorite movie of the year? I would probably go with Nobody. No, which I know out of context, you'd be like, none? No, the film Nobody with uh, Bob Odenkirk. It was the most fun and it was incredibly enjoyable. Quiet Place Part 2 is up there for me, but I think as far as rewatchability is concerned, nobody. Hands down. Uh, let's see. Biffer the Hobbit says, How did Pig get into mainstream AMC Regal theaters? It featured a first-time director and slow art house film. Uh, well, I think it's because when you look to the major chains like Regal and AMC, they actually get a lot more independent films than you might realize. And especially now with so few people going to see films i'm not surprised if maybe i don't know if you've know this theater well where they've never had indie films before but it could be that there were at least a few people who requested it and they're like hey we need as many people as we can get to come see these things and they were like hey let's let's go ahead and try and book it for at least a few show times and and see how how it goes and how it works because we know we'll at least have a few sales guaranteed Maybe we can even get a little bit more. So it could be that. And then there is this new thing now where you can actually rent out a theater. And I think that this might also have some impact on the type of independent films that come through. Because you have now the ability for someone to say, Hey, I want to rent a theater for $100, but I'm only going to do that if you get X movie. And if a studio, or rather if a theater is going to request a movie... And it's going to try and book a movie. They're not just going to book it for that one showing. Because it's it's not going to really be financially viable for them. But it could if they say, alright, we'll, we'll try and book it. And we'll book it for a week or two. And then we'll see how it goes. And we're at least guaranteed $100 from this. And then any concessions that those people buy as well. So, yeah. That would be my thought on that. Uh, let's see. Laliette River. Welcome. <laughs> Hashtag bring back crotch cam. No, no. Stop that nonsense. GMagus76, never got the love for Close Encounters. Not that good of a movie. I'm kind of in the same boat as you, man. Again, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I just don't personally, it's not a movie that I watch and I'm like, oh, I understand why this is considered one of the greatest films of all time. I look at it, I'm like, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. Like, 
I see 2001 Space Odyssey. I get it. Not that I fully understand the film necessarily, like, because there's elements of the film where, like, that's kind of a little bit bizarre, but I can watch it and go, I totally get why this film is considered one of the greatest. I go to three, you know, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and I'm like, oh, I've seen better movies. I don't know. That's just me. By the way, Father Christopher Miller, thank you for being a member for 17 months in a row at the Citizen of Asgardian level. I appreciate that. Laura says, I showed my daughter Wrath of Khan last year, and she hated it. Kind of broke me a little, but she was curious and watched the old episodes. Nice. Yeah, I remember I watched Wrath of Khan for the first time not too long ago. All right, over on Odyssey. What's going on, Odyssey? Uh, Renowned Zero over there tagged to say, 1917 had masterclass cinematography. I would say there's some really good cinematography in that. I would not say it's the best, like, of all time. It's really good and solid. Best of all time? I would argue, I, I, could, I could say who the best cinematographers are. Roger Deakins, hands down, one of the best living cinematographers. Emmanuel Lubetsky. And in fact, since I'm able to bring up Emmanuel Lubetsky, I can say some of my favorite cinematography um, in movies would be films like Children of Men might be my favorite. Children of Men is a film that is still to this day, at least when I was in college, I assume it's still being used, was like a reference for when talking about cinematography in a film class because of just how great everything was framed, how innovative the shots were, and just how beautiful it looked. So I would put anything by Emmanuel Lubetsky up there, probably. And so it would be films like that. Uh, He did The Revenant, which has beautiful cinematography. Gravity, which blew me away. Gravity blew me away, especially in IMAX, uh, as far as, like, visually uh, being concerned. The way he was able to work, especially with not just camera work, but also camera work using a lot of uh, really well-done CGI and visual effects was also incredibly, incredibly brilliant, too. So, yeah. And then Roger Deakins, uh, I mean, Blade Runner 2049 has beautiful cinematography and a bunch of other films that he's done. And then Renown Zero, I have not seen the Ghostbusters Afterlife new trailer. So I, I have no opinion on it because I haven't seen it and I have not seen the new trailer. Commenting is dangerous. Tag to say Mel Gibson's Apocalypto had some very memorable cinematography. I still remember it clearly. Yeah. That's another film, though, where I don't quite understand some people's love for it. It's, it's not that it's a bad movie. It's just... It's it's a bit hard to follow at times. Matthew Highland can't say I'm shocked. Michael B. Jordan Superman will go with to HBO Max. No, and there's gonna be like five other Superman things going on too, from what I've been told. Gonzalo, I think it's because no one no one's subscriptions are public. But I guess, but if you're chatting on a channel, there's a good chance that you're subscribed. It's very rare I feel that you're chatting in a place that you're not subscribed to. I don't know. And then also, you could just hit the subscribe button. And then, if like if someone has subscribers only and they hit the subscribe button, like, you, you, I don't know. Like, it's weird because if I had it set to where you had to be a subscriber for like a week, maybe that would make sense. But it's like, you have to be a subscriber for five minutes before you can chat. And it's just to try and stop bots from coming in. New number two, what's going on? Welcome back, Kaylee. Uh, what's going on, Kaylee? Welcome back. Appreciate you being here. Orange Reviews, who is a member, says, Odin, how did you not how did you not get that context? You just watched the movie today. Edgar Friendly from Demolition Man. Ah, okay. Well, it's because I don't memorize lines from films that I've only seen once. Unless it's like a couple of words. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's 
That's a long that's a long song and lyric for me to have memorized the context of it. No, so absolutely I still need context, orange hat. How dare you? How dare you do that, orange hat? Uh Punk says the garlic pork was delightful. Hey, you had me at garlic. Snorter Poopus Cuber, who's a member, says, if meat is murder, I'll have double homicide special. Boom. There it is. Um, let us see. Rob D, tag to say, New York, I feel, is going to have another lockdown. NYC basically decides everything for the whole state, and the smart people all fled the city. Now it's just far leftists and criminals. And I think that's why, as I mentioned before, there's going to be a lot of states and cities that don't this time that either the uh, legislatures are going to take powers away from mayors, from governors, or states are just going to unilaterally say, no, we're not doing it. And that, to me, is going to create a much bigger crisis for a lot of these huge metropolitan areas that are bleeding citizens because... It's going to now be a third or some cases like it depends on how long the lockdown was. But in some cases, it's people's just second lockdown because some people, as someone mentioned, they were locked down until June, essentially, or at least the mask mandate. So, yeah, you're going to have this happen. And all of a sudden now you're going to have states like Florida and Texas likely and others, too, are going to say, we're not shutting down at all this time. This is ridiculous. And all that's going to do is make people go, all right, I'm over it. I'm done. Like, anyone who's left over, anyone who's remaining, who was like, okay, it'll get better, okay, it'll get better, okay, I can handle this for a little bit, are probably going to get to the point where they're going to be like, all right, I'm done. I'm done. All right, let's see here. Uh, Punk Waddle says, it's hard for me to call the Resident Evil horror, but they're fun zombie post-apocalyptic movies. Dude, what do you mean they're not horror? Bruh. Bruh. How can you not call those horror films? It, like, it fits the very definition. With the blood and guts and gore. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi says, We should remove party line voting and eliminate party indications from ballots. That way people will have to make an effort to find out who they are voting for. Um, I... <laughs> okay. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but hot take. Um, I think that you have to take... I think that states or cities, local groups, not internet... not I'm all about subsidiarity, so smaller parts of a group having authority or having the ability. Basically, the mindset is if a smaller unit of society can do something as well or better than a larger unit, they should be allowed to do so. So I think you should have to pass a test. Controversial, I know, but to me, it's if you're going to vote for someone who's going to have to power to vote for something that's going to impact me and everyone else, you should know who you're voting for. And the only way to guarantee that is for you to be able to show that you know who and what it is you're voting for. I know that's controversial. I know that it's been abused in the past and people have used it for hatred and have used it for discrimination. And obviously I think that if it's going to happen, if if we're going to have that thing added, which it's never going to happen in a large scale, that you would need to have a lot of restrictions placed on that to make sure that discrimination does not happen. But I'm sorry, you need to be able to show that you know what you know what you're talking about. If you don't even know who the president or vice president of the United States is, you shouldn't be able to vote. I'm sorry, I, I just I don't see 
how it is, you know, the whole, we, we as an American culture have become so obsessed with, but it's all right, it's all right, it's all right. And it's like, but what does it even mean? <laughs> it's one thing to have a right to life, liberty in the pursuit of happiness. Those are very general. And those are something that every person, regardless of education level, can all engage with in some level or another. But I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, like, I just, I don't, I don't understand. Hot take of the night. Hot take of the night. Biver the Hobbit says, movie trivia, the original cut of Pig was over two hours. What? They cut it down? I'm confused. J.M. Cruz says, doesn't watch horror, but does look at scary, horrible movies in an almost weekly basis. Is Interstellar in your top top five best films of all time? <laughs> Thanks for calling me out there. Um, No, not, not five of all time. I do like it, though. I am a big fan of it. It's a film that the more I think about it, the more I want to rewatch it, etc. Thanos uh, Felicitas says, I am sad that I am seeing the following movies come to life, Demolition Man, Idiocracy, and Cherry 2000. I'm sad that I'm seeing the following films come to life. Do you mean like they're getting, oh, sorry, come to life as in that the stories are actually taking place in reality. Okay, for a second I was like, wait a minute. Okay, yes, I agree. Totally agree there. And by the way, yes, uh, it was my hot take, but we are not doing a politics show. So uh, keep it, keep that conversation limited. Soul Assassin, oh, it's funny how Dr. Fauci looks like the bad guy in Demolition Man. <laughs> kind of does. Evan S., you watch the entire series of Supernatural but don't like paranormal movies? If we believe in angels and the Almighty, then we must know the face of evil to our Lord. Here's the thing, Evan S., though, uh, it's, it's actually very clearly established that we should not try to seek out the demonic. Never seek it out. And I think that sometimes some movies, especially that deal with paranormal, are a little too real. And it's better for us to not seek those out. GMonkey76, tag to say, Chicago hasn't had a Republican mayor since 1931. Just saying, so glad I don't live in that city anymore. Yeah, I would never want to live there. Ever, ever, ever. Uh, Kara Tharp, who's a member, says, I dislike that Minnesota is a blue state only because of the Twin Cities, Duluth, Rochester, the rest of the state is pretty near. Yeah, when you look at, like, counties on a map, you're like, hmm. <laughs> Souls has an ag- agriculture class in high school and saw how they had to pop blisters on a goat and clean bill pins. Oh, Lord. That just, that just sounds like all kinds are wrong. Alex McCarthy, I wouldn't have to worry about three seashells. With the way the wife cusses, I'd be set with tickets. <laughs> Laura comes in to say, excuse me, but the absolute worst future is from The Road starring American Treasure Viggo Mortensen. Ah, uh, you know, I think that's a very, very good shout. The Road is one of the most depressing, bleak films ever. <laughs> and also, of course, books. <laughs> that's a very good shout for sure. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, let us see here. Uh, Rosie 12. Lord of the Rings had good cinematography. Agreed. Definitely well shot. For sure. Gonzalo says, Ignore my previous comment about the subscriptions. I just found they found where they are listed publicly. Ah, there you go. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't disagree. Yeah, Godfather 1 and 2 both have great cinematography. I didn't say they didn't. I'm sorry they weren't my number one thing I mentioned, though. 
A uh, Beard Hobbit, have you seen David Harbour's weight loss? He looks amazing. No, I haven't. I don't care much for him as a uh, individual real life person. He has kind of bad takes. No, I don't. And uh, Hardwick, if you were, <laughs> someone already called me out. Someone already called me out and mentioned that, man. Come on, dude. Instead of typing all the time, try listening. That way, that way things don't get repeated. Gosh. Oh, man. But no, I just saw it. I just saw it today for the first time. So no, I didn't get it. Let's see. Punk Waddle. Maybe it's because Resident Evil is a video game and there are a lot of campy and silly moments in the movie. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it, it fits into it. The Physics Channel, Kenny Lee. What's going on? Welcome. Guess who's back? Fedigator, what's going on? Welcome back to the chat. Evan S. Tag to say, I don't want lockdowns. I'll be moving to a blue state to enter formation in the same monastery that 10 plus members of my family have joined in the last 200 years, hopefully in January. OSB for life. Nice, dude. Yeah, I, I would just yeah, make sure. Um, obviously, if it's been in your family for that long, then you probably know it's, it's a good and hopefully uh, traditional Orthodox monastery. And again, God bless you for 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 having that vocation. Uh, it was something that I knew that I felt like I was called to for a very long time, and so life called me another direction. So, God bless you, good sir. Let's see, Laura tagged to say, in my opinion, if you aren't paying taxes, you don't get to vote. Yeah, again, I think that, I think that's a fair point. I think that's a completely fair point to make. If you're still watching on YouTube, seventy people watching, smash that like button, please. Still got about 25 minutes left in the show. Let's see. Hardwick. Anthony Edwards, Goose from Top Gun, claims that Gary Goddard, director of the 1980s live-action Master of the Universe movie... Okay. I... I... Okay. I don't know anything about that. Um, If it's true, it's awful. And if it's true, instead of talking about it... I hope he's trying to take his whatever legal action he possibly can. Because to me, that's the biggest issue right now is that people don't take action near the events of when they happen. So if he can't because of the length of time, at the very least, I hope that he's trying to reach out to other actors to say, do not wait. Do not wait 30, 40, 50 years to say something. Because by that time, you're not going to be able to do anything about it. Anyway, uh, Jeremy Zakowski says, what movies that you can consider A-plus films? Hmm. I feel like the first Sicario film for me is an A-plus film. Let me check. I do have a list of short grade reviews on my website, OMBreviews.com, dating back to 2012. And I have it not just for y'all. I have it for me as well as a reference point. Um, <laughs> just so I can remember, did I ever give, I've given some solid A's before a pluses. I feel like are usually a bit more rare, but I want to say the first Sicario film, I gave prisoners a solid a that's a Denis Villeneuve film. Uh, prisoners from 2013 was quite solid. I'm not gonna be able to go through all of these years, but I'm just looking for the first few years that I have listed. Uh, edge of tomorrow. I gave a solid a two. That's a pretty Good film. Ah, Whiplash. Yes. I would, I would agree with that <laughs> old review I gave. Yes. 
Whiplash, A+. Uh, Nightcrawler is a solid A. So yeah, those are from 2012-2014. Some of the solid A's that I've given. And uh, a couple A-pluses. Boom. Yeah, whip, Whiplash for sure. Alrighty, let us see. Thanatos Felicitas. Tag to say, remember, if you stare at the abyss, it stares back at you. Oh, yeah. My mind's blanking on that one. I know of what you're talking about. And if once someone says it, I'm going to know exactly what it is. But Dabbawak55 says, sorry, I'm late, but did... Uh, wait a minute. Was that in Serenity? I don't know why I feel like that's Serenity Firefly. I don't know. Uh, Dan55 says, Sorry I'm late, but did the shopping. Absolutely agree to stay away from the demonic and that stuff in the spiritual realm. Absolutely. You, you do not engage with that stuff. Punk Waddle, the book for the road, it doesn't even have a chapter marking. Is that true? Interesting. I've never read the book. I'm not much of a reader. Uh, Hardwick says, Angela Jolie and Salma Hayek have been in flops before, including this year's Those That Wish Me Dead, so I don't think they'll save the Eternals at box ops. Never said that they would. Never said that they would. All I said was that the only reason why I think the film will do better than a film like Shang-Chi is because at the very least, it has people that some people know, whereas Shang-Chi has nobody for the most part. I wouldn't really consider Aquafina a well-known entity by most people. So, again, Hardwick, listen, please. I did not say that they are guaranteed household names that are going to bring in money. I said that the only reason why I think it will do better, and then even when I said it could do better, I even said that there's a good chance, based on potential lockdowns, that it wouldn't. Gomakal79, how was Pig? Uh, I talked about it, actually, at the very beginning of the stream. If you want to hear more about it. But I liked everything except for the cinematography and the lighting. Which, to me, were just garbage. Remember Sci-Fi, I live in Cook County, Illinois. The only positive from another lockdown might be that my company offers work from home as a permanent option. Then I'm out to another state. Interesting. Interesting. It's good to have that option. Orange Eye Review says, Odin, have you ever seen Arachnophobia? Yes, it's a 90s horror, but I think you might be able to handle it, and that's coming from an Arachnophobia. No. See, Orange Eye, I have seen it. I have seen it, and I'm never watching it again because I also, as an Arachnophobe, I'm like, no. No, 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 thank you. No, no, thank you. I don't do it. I don't do it. No. I have seen it, though. And, yeah, Jeff Daniels. Of all people, Jeff Daniels is in it, and oh, wait a minute, isn't, um, who plays the exterminator? Isn't it, um, oh, what's his name? And I don't know why, the first thing I think of is Blues Brothers 2000. Of all the films that he's done, the first movie that I think of with him is Blues Brothers 2000. Okay, it wasn't. John Candy. Okay, I was not thinking John Candy. I was thinking John Goodman. Is John Goodman in it? Yeah, is Goodman in it? Okay, everyone's saying John Goodman, John Goodman. Only one person said John Candy, and I was like, wait a minute. I don't think it was John Candy. I don't know if he was alive by that point. Maybe he was. But yeah, I thought it was Goodman. Isn't Goodman the exterminator in the movie? And again, why Why was the first film... <laughs> okay, it's Goodman, says... Okay, thank you. <laughs> Empress NM, thank you very much for confirming it's Goodman. Okay. But isn't it weird that the first thing... <laughs> This is, this is why I don't look at the live chat most of the time. 
unless to like glance over to make sure that nothing is going bad because everyone's like, I know the answer. I know the answer. And I always appreciate it, but, um, <laughs> gosh, but going back to the point, isn't it weird that the first film that I thought of with him was blues brothers, 2000, like of, of, of all the films. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. All right. Punk waddle says a taxation and representation sound fair. Yeah. I think you're, I think you're onto something. I think you're on to something there, good sir. Um, let's see. GomerCall79, who is a member, Prisoners is indeed a great film. Slow burn, but oh man, the acting in that film is fantastic. Uh, Tag to say, what grade would you give Joker and the Dark Knight? Dark Knight, I believe I gave a solid A to, and I think the same was given to Joker. I didn't give either an A+. The reason why Dark Knight is not an A-plus for me is because the third act is relatively weak, especially when it dives into the Two-Face story. I almost think it would have been a better film had they not done Two-Face, um, at least not as much as they did, because they essentially create the character and then get rid of the character all within a very small time frame. I kind of wish that the film had ended with Two-Face. Now, I think that there's a lot of really cool narrative things that happen with the character of Two-Face interacting with the Joker, but I don't know. There's a part of the character for me is, is just a bit underdone using some food terms there. Let's see. Uh, Evan S. Tag to say, Al, a Weird Al Yankovic parody of Whiplash is hilarious. I don't think I've ever heard that one. Comic-Con 79, Aquafina, heck, I like that water. <laughs> I'm talking about the person, okay? I'm talking about the person. Kara Tharp, I did re-watch The Artist recently. It's such a good movie. Ooh, yeah. I actually like The Artist a lot more than a lot of other people did. That's a good shout. Uh, Jonah Wingster, Odin, what do you mean nobody knows Aquafina? It's a very popular brand of water. <laughs> I'm talking about the actress. Jeez, I'm talking about the actress, Lord. <laughs> uh, all right, here are all the John Goodman comments. Thank you again for everyone <laughs> letting me know. Uh, J.M. Cruz, uh, we have a better idea for Shang-Chi to do better. It's not to do it at all. Rather, have a Shang Tsung Mortal Kombat Origins movie featuring Kerry Hiroyuki Togawa, the original Shang Tsung. Ooh, okay, that's the name of the actor. Thank you. I mentioned him last time, and I did not know the actor's name. That dude's a boss. That dude should be in everything. That dude should be the villain in every single thing. And basically, he just he should just be Shang Tsung in every movie. Every movie should have Shang Tsung as a villain. Just so that way you can have that actor every single film just going, Your sword is mine. <laughs> and then, of course, you have to have the music. Test your might. Great song. Uh, let's see. Hardwick, come back in to say, is it just me or does Aquafina's voice sound like Scarlett Johansson's? Uh, it sounds very unique. Something I've never heard before. Not in a good way. <laughs> Coming is dangerous. Speaking of Goodman, oh, brother, where art thou? Has some beautiful cinematography. Oh, yeah. Good shout. The thing that ticks me off about that movie, though, is when they're singing the song, and it's not them. It's like, I'm not saying that they needed to be able to sing, necessarily, but it's so clearly not them singing. That bothers me. Still, to this day. 
I love I like that movie a lot, but that still gets me. Beverly <laughs> Hobbit uh, said my favorite John Goodman film was Flight, starring Denzel. He was in Flight. That dude's been in so many things. It's crazy. Rosie Twelve agreed on the spiders. Had to watch Return of the King with my hand over my eyes when Shalob came on screen. Shalob came on screen. You see, I'm okay actually with like big fantasy spiders because it's like, okay, these aren't real. But when it's like real spiders, spiders that could actually be like, you know, under my bed, crawling over my face. No, no, thank you. Forever sci-fi. Jeff Daniels is a surprisingly versatile actor. Watch him playing a Uper in Escanba in du- in the Moonlight. Funny movie. Um, I would say for Jeff Daniels, watch him in Arachnophobia and then watch him in Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> that, that will show you the clearest discrepancy and clearest uh, example of the range that he has as an actor. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's see. Nathan Slay. Uh, Whiplash is absolutely an A-plus film. Also, unpopular opinion, The Hateful Eight gets a solid A from me. How is that an unpopular opinion? It's a great film. That's a solid movie. I don't know of a lot of people that hate the movie. There might be some people that don't think it's one of his best, but I don't think anyone would say that it's not a solid film. That's a movie that just keeps getting better every time Every time you watch it. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi says, I don't think Two-Face would have survived for much longer with all that exposed flesh. It's a great, it's a great point. At some point, especially in this very more, much more realistic interpretation of Batman and in the Batman universe, that's going to get infected. I mean, it's kind of got to get infected, right? <laughs> uh, Chubman Rising, welcome. Good, sir. Let's see. The new number two, who's a member, says, John Goodman plays the father on Roseanne the Connors. Yeah. Yes, he does. This is true. Ooh, speaking of great John Goodman performances and also just fun movies, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Great John Goodman film. Gromacow 79, I was watching Dark Knight and thinking about Two-Face. Ah. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Punkwaddle coming in to say... I drink Kroger water. Do you now? Do you really? <laughs> uh, let's see. Commenting is dangerous. Tag to say. My hands touch spiders every day when I am out gardening gardening and weeding. No, thank you. No, 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 thank you. Gomercon 79. I love spiders and snakes. They kill the pests from my garden. I don't like either. <laughs> I'm not saying they don't serve a purpose. Just stay away from me. Just stay away. I had this issue because in our shed in the backyard where all the yard equipment is, we've had it sprayed so many times and webs dewebbed and everything like that, but it's they still keep coming back. And I'm like, no, stop. <laughs> go go away. Please just go away. Oh, it's awful. Uh, Hardwick says, have you ever seen Eight-Legged Freaks? It's a comedy horror movie about giant spiders. It's a bit like Tremors in tone and features a young Scarlett Johansson. Uh, yeah, I have. It's been years since I've seen it, and I believe it actually just got a Blu-ray release, I think, for the first time. So, uh, Rob D., I remember as a little kid, I asked a friend how Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets was. He replied, are you afraid of spiders? Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good thing. 
All right, super. Tag to say, staring into the abyss is originally a quote from Friedrich Nietzsche. It's referenced in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, I feel like that's been referenced before. But, uh, J.M. Cruz, it's really fascinating because Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa is excellent as a villain, but is in real life, he's a very spiritual and based. Check out, excuse me, his Christianity and Evil interview, awesome stuff. I'm not surprised by that at all. If you want to see that in, in like actual film, watch him in Johnny Tsunami. It's crazy for me to think that the same actor that played Johnny Kapahala, like that, that played grandpa Johnny Tsunami in the film within like a few years. I mean, maybe even within the, I don't know exactly the years how they crossed up. Um, but it was relatively close to when he was Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat. So it's like, it's just so crazy to me to think that the guy who was like, eh, Pono, was the same guy like, your soul is mine. That's awesome. Uh, Fetigator, thank you for becoming a member of the Army of Asgard level and above. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, GMike76 says, you need to see the Clint Eastwood movie Bloodwork for a great Jeff Daniels performance. Interesting. Yeah, never seen that one. Uh, Punk Waddle says, all backyard sheds have creepy crawlies. I know, and I don't like it. Fetigator says, happy to join. Just enjoy the content. Well, thank you, Fetigator. I appreciate that. Uh, Rob D. Taddy says, I could never do what Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character did in 10 Cloverfield Lane, crawling in an air vent with a high probability of getting stuck with no way out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And speaking of which, it's such a good film. It's such a good film with a lot of great tension. And I actually like the end. I actually like the ending and how it connects to the Cloverfield universe. It's sad that they had to ruin it with the Cloverfield paradox, which was terrible and i was so excited because they released it early on it was on netflix they they had released it earlier than what was expected and then you understood why and it was because the movie was complete trash it was so so upsetting it made me so so sad so so sad um let's see all right k-man sent me what is going on. It says subscriber only mode messages that appear are from people who've subscribed to this channel for five minutes or longer. When you send a message, people will be able to see that you subscribe to this channel. That's so weird that they put it that way. That makes no sense to me. There's no need to have a warning about that kind of stuff, especially when it's like, Oh, they're going to know that you've been subscribed for five minutes or longer. It's like, why does it even, like, to me, it's like, YouTube, why are you even telling people that it's in that mode in the first place? Like, that that doesn't, ah, that's silly. That's silly. I really feel like it should be a standard anyway. It's like, no, if you're, if you are joining a live stream and you're not subscribed to the channel, I feel like it should kind of be standard to be, no, you gotta subscribe to participate in the chat. I don't know. It makes sense to me, at the very least. Roman numerals, that's a really cool name. Thank you very much for being here. Appreciate it. Uh, are you talking about Johnny Tsunami? Is that a person surfing I see? Dude, Johnny Tsunami is classic, man. Uh, Jam Cruz says Johnny Tsunami is a good movie. Yes, classic. Made me want to learn snowboarding. Uh, let's see. First off, Gonzalo Bagali says the Shang Tsung guy, it's great on the man and he's great on the man in High Castle. He is in the man in High Castle. Yeah, uh, I've only ever seen an episode or two of, of that show. And when I saw he was in it, I was like, ooh, I need to see it again. Or, or actually watch the series, rather. Pepper Sci-Fi, the Explorers recently got a Blu-ray release. 
It's about a bunch of kids building things, using their imagination, and playing outside. We need kids doing stuff like that again. Nice, dude. Yeah, I've never seen that film. Uh, I've at least heard of The Explorers. I have heard of it. I have heard of it before. Coming is dangerous, I'd say. Ooh, Eastwood's Unforgiven has some amazing cinematography. Agreed. Unforgiven's really good. Saw that for the first time, actually, um, over the last year or so. Gobra Cow 79, I'll get the harmless wolf spiders out, but seriously, I did almost lose a hand to a brown recluse bite in 17 out a month, but I was in his I was in his space. Dude. Yeah, if I saw if I saw brown brown recluse, I would not go near it. I would say, nope, I'm I'm gonna call an expert on this. Or if I am gonna go near it, I'm gonna be like flamethrowing that thing, <laughs> which is not gonna be safe. Um, but yeah, I would not go in like <laughs> at all unprepared. I would be going in well over prepared if if that was the case. Yeah, I don't want to. That's why my wife and I used to do a lot of hikes. But one of the issues that we kept running into is that on certain trails that weren't as well traveled, and because I'm taller, I would be running into spider webs, and it, it freaks me out. When, I, when as soon as it hits my face, I'm like, nope, nope. And then there were times when we had to like crawl underneath big spider webs with these masses, and I'm like, ah, no. Awful. No, thank you. No, 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 thank you. Here in the Steadfast says, oh, rather, here in the Steadfast, thank you for the five Canadian pesos, super chat. He says, two movies that gave me nightmares was Original It and Arachnophobia. Watched both when I was about six or seven. Oh, yeah. Arachnophobia gave me nightmares for sure. Uh, Jaws, to this day, I'm still terrified of open water because of the effect Jaws had on me when I was a younger, younger lad. And uh, I've always been afraid of the dark. I forget, I feel like there has to have been a film that made me or rather kind of helped to embrace that fear embrace that fear i don't know how to word that uh then it does das. the strangest jeff daniels movie i like is super sucker he plays one of two competing door-to-door salesmen in the 50s who find a really inappropriate use for vacuum cleaners uh i don't even want to know don't even want to know no thank you no no thank you <laughs> Vedicator, who's a member, says, Spiders never scared me, but The Omen and the original Salem's Lot scared me for life. Oh, yeah, I see. Already, I could tell. Those are films that I would be like, nope, nope, nope. Uh, Games Repository, welcome back. Glad to see you in the chat. Let's see. Hardwick says, have you ever seen Odd Thomas? If so, what are your thoughts about it? I've never seen Odd Thomas. I've at least heard of it. I've heard of it. Jam Cruise. Carrie was also in the Connor Reeves-led 37 Ronin as the Shogunate leader. That's right, he was. He was in that. Garbo House 79, I didn't see him till after was in a box of DVDs at the flea market. What? Huh? I'm a little confused by that. All right, we have about four minutes left, so we're going to go ahead and start to wrap things up. Um, let's us see. As I said, my mind is not always here. <laughs> uh, Dad man walking. Welcome back, man. Uh, Punk Waddle says, I hate going on morning hikes when the spider webs covered in do get in your face. Yep. It's awful. It is awful. It's terrifying. John Wingster. So that's a no for getting you a stuffed spider for Christmas. If the stuffed spider, I'm not going to be terrified of it. Just don't give me a real spider. 
Rob D, two movie scenes that really scared me. Prometheus C-section scene and War of the Worlds 2005 first tripod scene where everyone except Tom Cruise gets vaporized. Yeah, the vaporizing effect is pretty effective. But, ooh, yeah, Prometheus C-section scene is... Yeah. Uh, Matthew Highland, what grade would you give Wolf of Wall Street? It's a solid movie. It's incredibly inappropriate, but that that's like an A-level film. Like, as, as far as the actual filmmaking, it's an A-level. Probably A-minus. Comedy is Dangerous says, When I was a little kid, I thought uh, Merman lived in my closet, and I slept with the lights on for years because of it. You were scared of Merman? I'm very confused by <laughs> Why would Merman be in your closet? Was was your closet also a pool? <laughs> I'm just I'm a little confused. I'm just a little confused. Devin <laughs> Walking Fifty Five. Uh, I like Jeff Daniels in Gettysburg as uh, Colonel Chamberlain. Sure, sure, much liberty taken, but read up on Chamberlain's war wound. Very interesting. Interesting. Um, let us see. Thanos of Lysidas tagged and said, of all the things that I have lost, I missed my mind the most. Yeah, and I've never really had my mind. It's one of the downsides of having ADD. <laughs> it's just, there's times where you just lose it. Uh, Hardwick, will you be reviewing Jungle Cruise? I hope not. I don't want to. I feel like I need to see it, but I don't want to see it. It looks terrible. I have no desire to see it. So, we'll see. There's so many other films I'd rather see. Uh, J.M. Cruz, which is better? Tomorrow War... I, is that Tomorrow World or Edge of Tomorrow? Are you saying Disney's Tomorrow World? If you're talking about Disney's Tomorrow World, that movie sucks. Tomorrow World, not War, World sucks. So bad. That's the one with George Clooney? That movie's awful. How dare you even utter that in the same sentence as Edge of Tomorrow? And also, J.M. Cruz, you know my opinion on Tomorrow War. Why would you even put that film in the same discussion as Edge of Tomorrow? Edge of Tomorrow is actually a good film. It's not even, it's not even a contest. You have, a, a, you have an actual good, objectively good movie that I also happen to enjoy versus a film that's objectively bad, and I'm not a big fan of it. Ah, Tomorrowland. That was the one that was from Disney. That's terrible. How dare you, though? How dare you? <laughs> Alan Ogre just comes in to say, Ah, Ben-Hur, classic. Thank you, Gonzalo. Yeah, Tomorrowland. That's that's what I was thinking about. Uh, Cody Guy. Nope. Again, you can like it. Here's, here, okay. Here, here's how it goes. You can enjoy one film over the other. It's not a better movie. Better implies objective standards tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow war is objectively bad it's objectively bad objectively flawed dealing with edge of tomorrow it's an objectively good film you don't have to like it you don't but it's still an objectively good film so it's it's not the same you can't you, you can't really cross you can't cross the uh streams as it is the edge of tomorrow. <laughs> the edge of tomorrow land. Yes, indeed. All right, so we're going to go ahead and leave it there. Thank you, everyone, for being in the chat tonight. I appreciate everyone being here today. 
Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Tomorrow, we will have our last Good Morning Asgard stream of the summer. As I am starting work next week, we have meetings. And also, we are going back with students as well starting next week. We have orientation with all of our students starting next week. So it is end of summer for me, sadly. But we are going to have... I know summer went by way too fast. I think stay-at-home dadding the entire month of June definitely made it go by even faster. Um, But we are definitely going to have some fun tomorrow. Again, tomorrow morning, same place, uh, 9 a.m. Eastern time. We will have that fun discussion for the Good Morning Asgard show. We will also have on Thursday... The last of the OMB Reports live. OMB Report live. And that'll be on the OMB Report channel. If you are trying to find links to any of these places, check out the top link, the Willow link in my description, and it'll bring you to a page that has links to everything you could possibly ever want as far as following me is concerned. Also, if you are a Keeper of the Bifrost level member or above on any platform, check out the post because you actually have a mini review for pig and i am planning to do more trailer reactions and extra content for you guys in the near future as well so check those out and uh yeah it's crazy times crazy crazy times that we are living in before i head out tonight like i always do and again i'm gonna say bid adieu to anyone watching on odyssey thank y'all for being here tonight but I'm going to go ahead and pull up my members. And anyone who is at the Army of Asgard level or above on YouTube, I'm going to get you shouted out today. It's part of the perks of being a member. You get shouted out at the end of every single live stream. And I usually remember, but obviously my brain sometimes loses Loses me? Sometimes I lose my brain. Anyway, so a huge shout out to Fetigator, Gonzalo Bergali, Soul Extraction, Nico Blue Four Key, George Moilo, Mondo Spieler, Grimm's Math, Riff Magos, Wicked Plumber, Sean McDee, Gomer Kyle 79, Your Muslim Uncle, Kara Tharp, Dadman Walking 55, M Tax Shark, Forever Sci Fi, Rosie G12, Andrew Hoyle, Orange Eye Reviews, Jay Stowe, and Aiden Vickery. Thank you again for being members on the channel at the Army of Asgard level and above. For everyone else, thank you for being members. For anyone that donated tonight, thank you very much for your donation. And as I said, if you want to follow me on social media platforms or support me in any way, check out those links in that top link that brings you to the Willow page. You're all amazing, beautiful people. Thank you all for being here tonight. Huge shout out to Tina and Steph, my Valkyrie, for being here, taking care of things. And also shout out to Laura as well for modding tonight. And obviously Alex McCarthy too, who is also a mod on the channel. Thank you all very much for your comments, for your questions, for your fun discussions. Have a wonderful night, everybody. See you tomorrow morning. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my July Patreon and Subscribe Star members. Andrew Hoyle, Bifford de Hobbit, Brian P, Dion, Don Bruno de la Mancha, Father Christopher Miller, Hail to you, Father, Father Damien Cook, Garrett Searles, Harold Francis, Inflamed Wood. It's a Trap Productions, Jason Clark, Jacob Juice, Jeffrey Toon, Jonathan Carney, Laura, The Modern Major General's Story, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mr. Peabody and his evil twin with the beautiful hair, On to June, Orange Hat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Riff Magos, Rosetta Allen, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, 
Tina B, and Tina Bojan. Thank you all very much for supporting me over on Patreon, and also to my Subscribestar members, Fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, John B, Perpetual Punster, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss slash the new number two, J. Rod the Beer Guru, and ZK Man. And I also want to make sure to shout out my Locals members. I am now available over at Locals.com, and I've got two monthly supporters over there. The first of my local supporters is Goblin Squatch. Shout out to you, good sir. And also, I now have a second supporter over on Locals.com, and that is Robert Barnes. Shout out to both of you very much. Thank you very much for supporting me on that new platform at the Keeper of the Bifrost level. If you want to find out more information about that, go check out my Locals uh, page. You can find the link in the description, and it tells you Everything that you would get in that Keeper of the Bifrost level, which is right now the only level available on that platform. And I also want to make sure to shout out any new Patreon members. And for right now, I want to shout out Mondo Spieler, who is my newest member over on Patreon. And I also want to add my newest Locals members, Cat's App and The Real It. Thank you very much for being new members and supporters over on Locals. Thank you all very much for being here today. And if you want to have your name shouted out at the end of every single live stream and video on the channel, please make sure to check out the links in the description of ways that you can support me over on Patreon and Subscribestar as well. And it gives you access to things like giveaways of Blu-rays, 4Ks, and digital codes. Also, a uh, access to a podcast that I do with John the Flickpick Flickinger, where we have a lot of fun. We also answer Q&A questions as well. And also, you might get access to the Chosen of Valhalla level, which gives you access to a once-a-month podcast exclusively where I bring on you to the main channel with everyone else who is at the level, and we all just talk about movies, pop culture, and tons of fun stuff like that. And also, of course, Tina, who is the Empress of the Universe, is going to give us tons of reviews of movies and also maybe a couple of awesome rants here and there as well. So if that sounds fun to you, make sure you go ahead and check out those links. Again, you're all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.